No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to Bo Deedle's One Tough Podcast. We got a lot of things. We got these election results, what happened last Tuesday. What we also have here is we have this uh, announcement last night by former President Donald Trump, who I know 40 years. I kind of think he was on some kind of sedatives. I've never seen him so low-key. That ain't Donald Trump. I think they must have given him a couple of pills to calm his ass down. That's what I think. Well, we'll go into that in a little bit. The first lie that jumped out with former President Trump was, I won 220 races. I only lost 20. What is he talking about? He just can't help himself. You damn liar. Stop it, Donald. You know what you needed to do, Donald? Put another American flag there. I love this country. I also love what you said, but you're not the one that's going to carry the message. You're too divisive. People don't like you because you're a liar. We'll get back to that in a second. Let's just go back to the uh, election results. When I hear Sid talk about the election results, it's very factual. America is made up of the majority are Democrats across this country and independents. Republicans are a smaller group. So it's not all about Republican, Democratic, and independent. It's about a candidate that can appeal to everybody. And we know that one thing, abortion was not the issue. The issue was very obvious. Everyone that Donald Trump attached himself to didn't do very well because he was so alienating. As far as Donald Trump goes, and then when I told Lee Zeldin, Lee Zeldin gave probably the greatest run I ever saw a campaign. I mean, 100% I give Lee Zeldin for that campaign. I was with him a lot on the campaign trail. When Trump went to Deal, New Jersey in August, I told Lee, stay the hell away from him. He's toxic. But you know why he went to Deal, New Jersey? A guy named Chira, Stanley Chira, God rest his soul, very dear friend of mine. All these Syrian Jewish people over there in New Jersey are all Kool-Aid drinking Trumpsters. And if you look at the pardons, look at the pardons, where the majority of the pardons were, to the Syrian community there in New Jersey. So when Trump went over there with Lee Zeldin, to New Jersey, I told Lee, please stay away. He's going to take you down. And I think that's what happened. And a lot of that money that was raised allegedly for Lee Zeldin, a lot of that went into the Trump COFA. Also, you know what came out? And it was one of the most important things. I read it in an editorial page that Trump had $92 million in his war chest. Okay. He only gave 22% in the midterm elections to anybody, 22% of it. This is the real ass kicker. Trump let Masters, he was running for the Senate there. He gave him his election list of people who would donate in Arizona. Guess what? He gave him the list with one condition. Trump would get 99 cents and Masters get one cent from all the funds that were raised. I mean, this guy just doesn't stop it. He doesn't stop it. And that's why he will never, ever win as president of the United States. And I'm telling you right now, let's go back to this thing last night. Like I said, some sort of 
sedative Donald Trump was on. Because I, I know him 40 years. I never seen him like that. He was just trying to keep his temper down. But he will be. Now he's got two years. If you think this guy ain't going to explode in the next two years, then you got to be smoking some of that stuff I smelt on the street outside. Some of that marijuana stuff out there. This guy is a time bomb ready to explode at any speech. And then we're talking about it. And you know what? Like I told my friend Lee Zeldin, you had to stay far. Now, when Lee was behind 12 points in August, remember, Trump was nowhere to be found. He didn't want to endorse Lee because Lee was a loser in his mind. But when all of a sudden the elections came up and then Lee closed the gap and they were almost even... Who comes? It was Trump because Trump wanted to jump on the bandwagon of a winner. And then all of a sudden, the kiss of death came when Trump endorsed Lee. And I've spoken to Lee. Lee didn't ask for his endorsement, but this is Trump coming, he thinks, to the rescue to a winner. But you know what? That's what brought him down. And his 90% of my black brothers and sisters in this city, in New York City, voted against Lee Zeldin. That's a racist vote. You're telling me that all my black brothers and sisters in this city are not victims of crime? I'll tell you, you're full of baloney. Their children are being shot at. Their grandchildren are being shot. These people are being killed like everyone else. But why wouldn't they vote for someone who's going to come with bail reform? Why? I guess... Of course, the Democrats, the liberal Democrats, are giving free stuff, and that's all they care about is free stuff. Obviously, the crime problem is they accept that, and they didn't want to change that for the free stuff. And that's the that's what it's all about. And, you know, Trump blames Mitch McConnell for this election and not giving money to Blake Edwards, the GOP Senate leadership and all that. But again, again, like I told you before, Trump never ever gave his money to help these candidates. He gave something like $22 million out of his $92 million war chest. Why didn't you give some of your money if you believed in these candidates so much? You know what he banked on? He banked on a lot of these attorney generals. And it was all about one thing. It was about them re turning around the election again. Hey, Donald, enough with the election. You friggin' lost in 2020. I don't want to talk about it anymore. If anything, you're guilty of firing up that invasion of our capital. And you know what? That's my capital too. And you could have just said and got on a stand and say, everyone, please go home. We're going to do this peacefully. But no, you had to fire up the crowd and you didn't cease and stop this problem from happening. You're responsible. That's like when someone yells fire and everyone stampedes out of a movie theater. The guy who yelled fire is responsible for people panicking like that. Ooh, I just, you know, Donald, like I tell you, when you looked at me in my face and I've said it before, I was at Steve Ross's house in the Hamptons with all the billionaires. Lindsey Graham was sitting next to me. You gave me that credit for the veterans' choice where veterans could go to any hospital for PTSD or medical because it was a shame that the way veterans were being treated. Sit over there. We don't have an appointment for three months. Damn you. These are people that put their lives on the line to make our democracy and our freedoms of this country. Veterans should be held at the highest levels and be go to any hospital. Send a bill to the friggin' VA hospital. Right now you have illegal aliens here in this country 
country, they're getting better health than American citizens. So when Donald Trump says to me, I said, President Trump, I said, I walked him outside. He gave me credit for the veteran's choice. Lindsey Grants pat me on the back. Big deal. I did that. I was very honored that I helped the veterans. And to this day, I think that was one of the best things I have ever done. Everything else is bullcrap. If I saved one veteran by that veteran's choice, by having President Trump put that into effect, I thank God for being able to do something like that to help veterans. So I walk him outside and I say, Mr. President, can I talk to you? Yeah, Bo. I says, why don't you walk back this thing with McCain, calling him a loser, and, oh, you got captured, you're a loser. Hey, you punk, you went to a private school, you had a silver spoon stuck up your ass, and you're talking against a veteran? You know, Donald, when you told me that, and I said, well, Mr. President, he was incarcerated seven years. They broke his arms. He was in a prison. His father was an admiral. They were going to let him out. He said, I will not leave without my soldiers. And you know what your remark to me was? Hey, Bo, look in my eyes. I look at his eyes. Who am I? I said, you're the president. He goes, that's why I'm the president, because I do what I want. That's why I dislike you, Donald Trump. You don't have the man in you to say that you were wrong and give the veterans some sort of support across this country. You make believe you love veterans. What's the matter with John McCain? Because he didn't vote your way? Politics are one thing. Veterans are veterans, and they're our front line, putting their lives on the line. They have families, and you... Turn away from John McCain. That's a piece of garbage. And until you ever, ever apologize to McCain's family, maybe if you apologize, maybe I could think about re-looking at you. Until you do that, you're scum to me, okay, Donald? And I look upon you last night standing up there in a drug-induced state. Uh, 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 uh. Obviously, someone slipped you a little downer because that ain't Donald Trump that I know. Okay, so now all of a sudden he had to make his big announcement before the before the election. The dingbat had to say, "Oh, I'm gonna make a big announcement on Wednesday after the." Why would you open your friggin' mouth before the election? Where were you? When we had those two Senate candidates running in Georgia, United States Senate, instead of you helping, and we wouldn't have been in this pea soup right now, you didn't want to go to Georgia and help those two candidates who were running on the Republican side of the United States Senate because you were mad at the governor. And you know what? Here you go, your own self-centered self. If you went there, we would have won one of the seats, at least, probably two of them, and we wouldn't have been in this mess right now. You're a fool. A fool, right, Donald? And everyone says, oh, Bo, he's going to come after you when he becomes president. First of all, he could come after me anytime he wants, but it ain't going to happen because he's not going to be the president of the United States because he will not get elected. And that's the end of that story. So... We have some other stuff, important stuff that's going on. First of all, I want my heart and soul goes out to Virginia University. My friend Greg Olson, the astronaut billionaire friend of mine, his two sons go to Virginia University. These three handsome, beautiful young men, one of them was, I think, number two in the nation on the defense. They were killed by some other little fat punk there that couldn't make the team, and he ended up shooting these beautiful young men who had their whole lives ahead of them. This is violence that I can't deal with, and it's not the gun that killed these kids. It's not gun control. This is the violence that is precipitating around our country, and a lot of 
of it comes from the negativity of these damn politicians. We need someone running that's going to go out and reach out and stop this violence. And even, you know, on a little bit of a funny side of it, I don't think it's that funny. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. I love listening to this, that pig Harvey Weinstein, who I told I was going to punch in the face, Harvey, when I was in his office, when he started putting me down. And he says, if you don't go with me, Bo, I will ruin you in holiday. I stood up. I said, I'll punch you in the face right now, Harvey. Oh, you're threatening me, Bo? I said, no, I'm promising you. And then all all of a sudden, Gavin Newsom's wife is testifying. She was talking about Harvey Weinstein's penis. It looked like a fish or something. Oh, why would you go to a guy's hotel room in the middle of the night to audition for a part? Excuse me, Mrs. Newsom. Duh. Are you completely stupid or that important? It just kills me how people could do this kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden you got Mike Pence, you know? Trump can't stop, can't stop knocking Pence. But let's face one thing about Mike Pence. Mike Pence did his job. He swore to uphold the Constitution. He did his job. Trump wanted him not to certify. If he didn't certify the election and they didn't see anything that made him not certify it, he would not be doing his job. And then Trump calls him all kinds of names. He's an unloyal piece of garbage. And I guess I'm not going to be back. Invited back to Mar-a-Lago. I was a charter member. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to be able to play at your golf courses. So I'll suck it up. There are other golf courses, Donald. And I tell you what. If you want to talk to me man-to-man, Donald, I know you listen to me. Want it? You and I will play around the golf without the cheating, without your fork caddy and your rear caddy and every other caddy. You hit a friggin' ball into the woods, and all of a sudden your caddy found it. It's in the friggin' fairway. You cheat at golf. Oh, my God. And you know what? This is what it's all about. I blame you, Donald Trump, for this division in this country. People dislike you. People dislike you for what you do and the way you do it. And that's that. So now, okay, we got some action happening. And who I'm going to attack next? The SEC chairman, Gary Ginsler. He met with this little punk, this little punk, and his name is Sam Bankman Freed, this little punk, 30 years old, he's 30 years old, he was worth $16 billion on some fugazi thing. He went to all these highfalutin schools, and then all of a sudden he was part of this cult called Effective Autism. I can't even pronounce it. Autism. Effective Autism, not autism, autism. And Oxford University, all these big liberal socialist schools, and then all of a sudden he had all these socialist views. And he raised this Fugazi cybercoin, and the cybercoin was called FTX. Months before the crypto collapse of this coin, that is now worth from $16 billion worth nothing. And I talked to my friend Anthony Scaramucci the other day. Eh, he's got a little bit of a problem with this, too. He invested with this punk kid. Now, all of a sudden, all these investments are worth nothing. And what he did was, eh, this is a little something that's very suspicious. SEC chairman Gary Gensler had a conversation. I don't know. It was a Zoom call, a boom call. He talked to the head of the SEC a long, long conversation. And just mysteriously, the SEC didn't regulate anything with these cyber coins. And here's a little something else we found out. This little punk gave $10 million to Biden. 
And he goes by this name, SBF. His name is Sam Bankman Freed. But he wants to be called SBF. Hey, punk, if I saw you, I'd lighten your jaw out. You'd be over here at NYU Hospital getting your jaw job. You know what? You lost a lot of money for people on your fraud. Oh, this get me. Hey, New York, I'll do it. There's no bill. I'll be out on bill. Okay, now, here we go. The mama... His mother, another liberal socialist law professor, here we go, raised $140 million for Biden and the Democratic Party. All this is over and over. Now they have evidence that this little punk kid robbed at least $2 billion. You know what? Prosecution. Come on there. Garland, wake up, you fool. You're the attorney general. Why don't you stop mobilizing and get this fool? And then don't do what you did with Jordan Belfort. Give him 15-month bullcrap. Put this little punk in jail for the rest of his life with all the money he robbed. Let's let people know. If you do this fraud, you're going to do the time. And this is what this is all about. And I'm going to tell you something else. This is stuff that really pisses me off. And I'm sorry for getting so angry today. And then I looked at the New York Post. I was very happy to see that there was a race poll race. I think it was a real poll. And Trump got 35%. And then I saw Ron DeSantis got 42%. And Ron didn't even announce yet. But I know Ron DeSantis. And let's be honest about one thing. Donald Trump, listen to him last night, he says the right things. He says all the right things. He says what we all feel. I agree with that. The main issues in this country today are inflation, the gas prices and everything for our family, the crime problem, our border. There's 10 million illegals in our country. We don't even know who they are or where they are. And then our energy reserve. Look what's going on in Germany. Does anybody look? Now they're not allowed people to put their lights on. You're allowed only a certain amount of gasoline. I tell you what, it's coming to the United States unless we react quick and we open up our gas reserves, but we open up our natural gas, we open up our oil and start bringing in our own resources and stop the regulatory nonsense. Hey, my friend there from West Virginia, Senator... You know who you are, Senator. You caved in. You caved into the dead Democrats. And right now he wants to shut down your coal mines. He wants to shut down your coal refineries. Hey, we got to get together. Now, thank God we got. I was nervous about the Republican House, but it's going to be very difficult because you got a lot of these liberals, Republicans and liberal people that are not going to. They're into this greeny stuff. I'm for green, but the reality is I'm also for drinking water. I'm also also fulfilling my gas tank up. Now you buy a battery car and you're told you can't plug it in. Where do you plug it? I don't know. Where the hell you're going to plug it? So let's be real about this. Look at Germany. Listen to this. Please Google Germany and what's going on. They want green and now they can't put their lights on. They can't drive their cars and it's coming to the United States. Please, please Contact your Congress people. Contact your senators and say, let's reevaluate this greening. I am for green, but let's do it over a period of 30 or 40 years. Let's not flick the switch and run out of and nuclear. We have different ways of using nuclear power. Maybe we should fire up some of those nuclear reactors so we have some energy. So when you plug your friggin' Tesla in, you got some electric. We got to change this. We got to change this. And I could tell you something now. I'm just very animated. And again, Donald Trump, I don't know where you got two 
Hundred and anybody can listen to a speech. Two hundred and twenty races you won, Donald. You lost only twenty. Where are these races? Here you go, you lying fool. Just check what I say and fact check them. You can fact check a liar and you'll see what I say is the truth. We're gonna end this podcast before I pop a vein in my head and before I'm rushed to NYU hospital and get another stent. But please, everybody, you wanna talk to Bo, you need any help, call my you know, could go online, investigations with an S.com, or you could call my office. Jot it down, 212-557-3334. We do corporate investigations. We do due diligence. We let you know who you're dealing with before you do. Security, we got the best. 38 years I'm in business. Give me a call. Again, 917. You could, no, don't call me on my cell. A 212 557-3334. Thank you for listening, and please listen to my great podcast, Bo Deedle's True Crime. We got a great one this week. Good night, good evening, and good morning. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.